and welcome to the Trailer Blazers. My name's Ben, and we're going to start things off talking about uh, a favourite American food, the grilled cheese. Yes, it's quite important that you discuss how to make a grilled cheese on a podcast when the only British voice that you can kind of do is James Mason. Uh, Thanks for joining me, James. Uh, We don't want to be guilty of impropriety, and so I'm going to talk about a cultured grilled cheese the way I like to make it. Now, grilled cheese uh, starts with good bread. Uh, Do you prefer a certain type of bread, Nick? Yes, I should like a nice sourdough bread, and especially one from a bakery where it is... I don't make it myself, you see. So I purchase it ahead of time, and then you cut it yourself, so you have these very nice thick pieces of bread, and you grill the cheese in the middle of them, and it melts, and it becomes quite flavorful. You're, you're almost you're almost going to um... Harry Harry Potter makes a grilled cheese. <laughs> well, I was going to start turning into Liam Neeson eventually. <laughs> we'll get to Liam Neeson later. Ben, grill me a cheese. Uh, hey, here's my secret to grilled cheese. You. When you put butter on the outside of the bread, you shave a little, use like a microplaner and shave a little bit of Parmesan onto that butter. Oh, hello. And it gets uh, like a little cheesy crispy on the outside and then dip it in a balsamic jam. You're like, Ben, how do I make balsamic jam? You just mix a little bit of grape jam with balsamic vinegar, just blend it up with like a stick blender or whatever and dip your grilled cheese in that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm actually writing that down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try this method of yours, especially the parmesan. I have parmesan. I could have done this. There you go. So you know you you want your grilled cheese to be crispy. You want it to be melty cheese in the middle, and then you want that tart, sweet balsamic jam to just set it. You want it to set it off, Nick, into the stratosphere. That was a that was a good voice there. <laughs> I had to back away from the mic on that one. I can't ever hold my accents. I start doing James Mason, I turn into like a, a, a dime store Liam Neeson. Well, our intros are not worth anything, so it doesn't matter. It's just, it is what it is, right? Yeah, we're, we're not going to draw people in with our intros, which is a problem. No, we're definitely not. Uh, so I'm Ben Moon. Uh, Nick, what's your name? Uh, Nick something. Something Irish. Something Irish. Um, we do have, we actually have an Irish movie this week that we're going to talk about. Um... But before we get to the new, new trailers, let's talk about what we done watched this week. What we done had watched this past week. So I've really only been, I haven't watched a lot this week. I've been continuing to watch things. (laughs) So I watched, you know, I'm still watching Schitt's Creek and I'm watching Fargo and Fargo is like the best written show ever made. And, um... Mainly, all I've been watching is Butter Dog, the dog with the butter on it. <laughs> so I've been la- I was, I- <laughs> I'm laughing over here reading the timeline, wondering when you're going to get to it. <laughs> I'm going to put clips of this. I may put the whole thing in. Butter Dog, the dog with the butter. Butter Dog, I got the butter on him. The dog with butter the butter. Dog. Dog with butter the butter on dog. Him. Butter Dog, the dog with the butter on him. <laughs> it's so good. It's my favorite thing on the entire internet right oh, now. <laughs> oh man, it's so good! I, folks, you got. We'll put a link in the show notes. You got to see the butter dog. Butter dog. The dog with the butter. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. Mainly butter dog. Mainly butter dog. Uh, so I, I caught up on the last episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, man, it was awesome. Gosh, this season is awesome. Did you see this week's? I have not. I'm watching it tonight. 
Okay, this is my favorite episode of The Mandalorian so far. I think it was maybe my favorite by double, which means it's the best Star Wars thing I've seen so far. Whoa. And my other, my favorite was the first episode of this season previously with that, that, uh, that old dragon. I like that. Um, that old great dragon. This one really was, this was the best of what Star Wars can offer. Oh, man. I just really love the gecko alien in the the last episode. I just mm-hmm. thought it looked so good. It looked so cool. The well, prop- I got good news for you, my friend. Oh, there's more. Oh, good. There's more. Good. Um, and then like the props were awesome. Like the egg container that uh, Sweet Baby Yoda was uh, snacking on. Him just snacking. <laughs> uh, it was just. It was just. Everything was looked so good. Everything. God, the special effects were so good. Ah, oh. it's truly. The the creature effects, those in the last episode, it was real. They were it, real. It was real. It's, I love it. How, how did you get? Thing. How did you? How did you guys get real alien spiders in there? Because I mean, they were real. They were real. I am just. I love this show, dude. Me too. It's the best thing out there. Right? Like this is giving me life. It's the best thing out there. Well, while it is one of the best looking shows, I am also watching another show that I think might be the most beautiful show that I've ever watched. And your your recommendation will make me watch this show. So why don't you tell us about it? So I have been watching The Crown with Aaron at night. And we watch two episodes a night. And guys, I I told Aaron, I was like, I was wrong to not watch this with you the first go-round. Uh, I was wrong to sleep on this, guys. The Crown is so, so good. Here on, on this podcast, we will not shy away from admitting when we're wrong about things. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm we're the dumb dudes. We're wrong all the time. I think we we both came came out against the Queen's Gambit trailer pretty like we were both like uh, this is just like a rock star movie. So many people have told me to watch it now. It's like I gotta go back and watch this. Yeah, and I think we also, if I remember correctly, I think we glazed over Ted Lasso, and mm-hmm. everybody talks about Ted Lasso. I I wanted to see Ted Lasso because it was made by Bill Lawrence who made Scrubs, but we were just sort of like, yeah, this is Jason Sudeikis in England, but it's yeah, it, it's rave. So you know, maybe maybe you could say that the, some of these trailers weren't great, and we're a little vindicated by that. But yeah. you know, we're also the dumb dudes. Yeah, we're also the dumb dudes. So here here's my advice, Nick. I, you know how I was thinking like I was just gonna do like a YouTube recap of the other seasons of The Crown, and then just go into season four. Yeah, that would have been that was the dumbest idea. That was like past Ben was so stupid uh, to even suggest that. Like, and you you'd miss out on all this good. Uh, I mean, it is like sometimes it is like watching moving art. Like that's how beautiful this show is. Well, I'm gonna watch this show. I think Jess wants to watch it too. So. Oh, it's so. I mean, it is just so good. I just can't recommend it enough. So good. Uh, and then I also watched the first episode of Barbarians. How did it strike you? Um, it's. It, I'll I'll continue to watch it. I think I like it better than La Revolution. Um, it, no, it not a ringing endorsement. No, it's <laughs> you've seen this before. It's it's okay. it's Germanic, you know, and uh, it's Germanic stuff. It's Roman stuff. Uh, I will say here's there is one striking thing. So the Romans are speaking. I think they're speaking Latin, and I don't know if they got Italian actors to do it, but their delivery of Latin is like it, to my ear pitch perfect. And it's 
beautiful to listen to. So they've realized that they should be speaking Latin with an accent and not flatly out of like uh, a Roman Catholic mass. Uh, definitely, yes. That's why I was like, are these Italian people? Because they they sound like it's their native tongue, and I, it's just really impressive when because you know like even as a native English speaker, you can tell when somebody is speaking another language and it's not, they're not that great at it. It's not their native language, but here yeah. it, it sounds like their native language. So, so really cool. Uh, it's a little bit of a portrayal of the Germanic people being really all like real good and the lat and the, uh, the Romans being real bad. And we know that that's uh, the, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle there. So, uh, that, so it's very TV in that sense. You know what I mean? Only the Sith deal in absolutes. That's yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna continue watching. I'll let you know how the other stuff, how the other episodes turn out. Right on. Uh, but other than that, and the butter dog, the dog with the butter. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the. Let's move along to the new news. He needs some milk. We got some fancy boy news this week. Fancy boy news. Uh, so Johnny Depp got forced out of fantastic beast three but i think he's still getting paid for it is that right yeah that that was the what i sort of got and they're replacing him with uh possibly uh oh heck i saw who oh mads mickelson so they might replace him with mads mickelson as that character who i don't remember because i don't like the fantastic beast movies uh grindelwald grindelwald grumbledore Uh, a a man of impropriety <laughs> Grumble, grumble, dork. Grumble, dork. Yeah, yeah. I just don't care about this. Um, and then, and then I think also like J.K. Rowling is like retconning stuff again, and like just who cares? Just fade into the ether. Let let it let Harry Potter be what it be. Every time J.K. Rowling starts talking, I just start screaming. The author is dead. That essay about how how the work becomes, you know, you can't like. When you're the author, you can't tell people what you meant by it because people will interpret it themselves, and that's part of the art. So whenever she's talking, I'm just like in the corner with my hands over my ears, going, "The author is dead. The author is dead." Dude, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, let the people interpret it. That's that, the yeah, art. fully. Yeah, we're definitely on the same page. Yeah, the author is dead here at Trailer Park. Uh, the author is dead. I, I don't even think I'm going to see this movie. I just do not care. I never saw the second one. Uh, it's Boarsville. I mean, don't even waste your time. I, 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 honestly, I think I fell asleep. So, no, no thanks. Uh, some slightly bad news. WandaVision got pushed, pushed back to January 2021. Now, it got a release date of January 15th. But my question is, is it pushed back if it never had a release date set? Or is it just later than people thought it was going to be? I, I was under the impression it was coming out this year. I think we were under the impression it would come out in December because it was on the Disney Plus ad reel, but I don't remember if it ever if it ever actually said that or if we just wanted it to be. <laughs> I mean, hmm. you know, I, I would have liked it, but I also find it appropriate that 2020, being this garbo year that it is, shouldn't get to have any Marvel stuff in it. Like, I don't want to have to associate any with it. So, uh, yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Hoping for a big turnaround, January 2021. Yeah, yeah. Everything seems to be going my way for January 2021 so far. Yeah. Uh, then we have a piece of news here that they are rebooting Scorpion King, and it will be produced <laughs> by The Rock. 
Yeah, so do you how self-aware do you think this is going to be? Like is this going to be real tongue in cheek? If they don't have a remade scene of him busting through the wall, they're not they're not doing it right. Yeah, the, I'm I'm intrigued. Like The Mummy uh The Mummy's one of my favorite movies. The Mummy Returns is still good, but the CG is is notoriously bad in it. It's funny. Uh, the Scorpion King solo movies, I never... I saw the first one, and it was terrible, so I didn't watch any of the other ones. But, like, I feel like if he's making it now, this is a rock who's been in movies for 20 years now at this point, and the rock of now realizes how how dorky the Scorpion King was originally. So this will either be a, a situation where they try too hard to make it cool, and it, it'll still be bad, or it'll be kind of tongue-in-cheek and funny. It'll be interesting to see. And also, like, has The Rock produced anything before? Is he going to help set the tone of this? Or, like, what is his involvement exactly is what I want to know. Yeah, I have no idea. But I, I know he, he, like, almost insists on having heavy endings in his movies. Hmm. So it probably won't be a grimdark movie, which is fine by me. Okay. Well, we will have to say I'll, uh, it'll be interesting to follow the news there and see maybe what studio is doing the special effects. Uh, I'll go ahead and put a bet that it's going to be a Saban movie. <laughs> it has, even if it isn't, it will be. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's move along to the question towns. The questions times. The question times. The question times this week features a single question, uh, which is, what is a feature that smartphones currently do not have that you wish that they had, and why? All right, so it took me a while to think of this because your answer is so good that it sort of distracted me, and I I wasn't sure what to say. But then I thought, there are satellite phones that you sometimes see on, like, survival shows, like man versus wild or or what have you and i i thought all cell phones should have the ability to become a satellite phone for emergency situations so like it should have the hardware they should work on making the hardware smaller if that's the case i think maybe the hardware has to be larger but i don't it shouldn't be so just we need to make it so people don't get trapped places and die from from that so that's one of the best things about like globalization and and broadband stuff. So the, you know, with with uh, Starlink, there's going to be. I was just more about to say internet. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Starlink uh, get some sort of satellite internet phone thing available, so that we we can maybe have less people get lost and uh, in the woods and in the wilderness. I wonder if Starlink is going to make this uh, dream of yours come true. I hope so. I hope so, too. Um, So I said... No, let me give you a little uh, preface uh, here. I liked phones that you could switch the batteries out on. The LG V20 was the last good phone that you could actually do this. So I would always have two extra batteries on me. So I could just swap out the batteries and have just, you know extra long battery life right so uh, nobody makes uh, phones like that anymore they're all sealed and you cannot replace the battery which is ridiculous in my mind so i said i want solar and kinetic charging as a feature so as i walk around 
It the, the kinetic uh, bouncing around energy charges the phone, set it out in the sun. Maybe there's solar like panel underneath the screen, charges it right up. Maybe you have on the back of the phone. You can lay it down either way. It charges it up. Uh, would that be nice? In the uh, Berenstein Bears universe, where there are zeppelins peppering the skies and Tesla won out over Edison. Uh, Tesla's system of, of wireless electricity would have made it so that your phones really would never die because they would always just be charged by the uh, the power in the air. So that's the direction we, we should have gone and did not because it's it's harder to extort every dime out of every person in the country if they can pull electricity out of the air. Uh, Tesla coils are a pretty neat thing. Have we talked on this show about one of the worst electrocutions I had was by Tesla coil? Uh, we, I've never heard of this. So we had a Tesla back when I worked at this, the science center here in Birmingham, the McWayne Science Center. There we had a Tesla coil, and so we would do this electricity show, and I used to do this show all the time. And uh, so there's one part of the show you, you turn on the Tesla coil, and you always know, shoot the sparks in the air, or whatever, <clears throat> and you hold a uh, just it, it's just a standard long skinny fluorescent light bulb okay and if you get it close enough to the tesla coil it, it lights up and so i'm sitting there you know or i'm standing there giving this presentation talking about tesla coils and uh and i'm holding this fluorescent light bulb in my thumb i'm not paying attention and my thumb touches the two prongs on the bottom of the uh, of the uh, fluorescent light bulb and i'm telling you buddy it uh, i felt it go all the way to the ground it went through my hand and then through my body and then down to the ground and i was like Ugh! and uh, <laughs> oh. so next we're gonna do this over here you know do this and it was just like the, i don't think the audience knew but it was like woo uh it was a bad it it, it hit me hard so they probably saw your hair poof out like a dandelion <laughs> <laughs> uh so don't don't play don't uh you know just be careful uh, I didn't make that same mistake again, I'll tell you that. So uh, so anyway, uh, we need Tesla coils, don't we? We do. We do. I want electricity in the air. Me too. That was the way to go, clearly. All right, so l- let us know how you would answer that question, uh, what feature you'd want on a smartphone that doesn't exist. And uh, we'll tell you later how to get in touch with us. Not not, not right now. The time is not It's not nope. right. Are you ready? You're not ready for not it ready. yet. You haven't matured enough. That's right. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow. With you. Grow up. Uh, so then we have some new, 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 new trailers, folks. We have how many do we have here? We have a wickedly talented Adele Dazine. We have an Adele Dazine, and the first trailer that we have tonight, as we record this, is Happiest Season, starring. Terminator, Hunter, and then also starring Kristen Stewart. And also Mary Steenbergen, who's in Step Brothers and uh, is married to Ted Danson. And also uh, Aubrey Plaza and Alison oh, Brie. Right. And about a million other people from things. Yeah. is uh, Was it the guy from Schitt's Creek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Levy was in it. Yeah. Victor Garber. This is a Christmas movie. Yes, yeah, so this is pretty stacked cast for a Christmas rom-com that's going to be on Hulu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's about, I think, uh, Kristen Stewart had to pretend she was, I think, I think she was in Lesbians with uh, Terminator Hunter, right? Yes, yes. And uh, that's from Juno, by the way, uh, in Lesbians with. So, uh, and she had to pretend she was not because 
her family didn't know that she was a lesbian. Yeah, so um, I don't really connect with movies like this. I'm not the target demo. Um, but also, this is almost like... not. not I don't want to say I love Lucy. What's... Uh, oh, gosh. The movie where they go to Iceland. Uh, Walter Mitty. What's that guy? Secret, oh, Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. It's almost like a Ben Stiller movie where they're like... Like uh, you gotta hide behind the door here, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't want people to find out. It's just like, oh god, it's just like stressful, and I don't. It's just not. This is not for me. Yeah, I will say that I'm not the target demo either. Uh, I I connect with this movie more than I connect with the uh, hyper masculine bro movie, like that. Uh, what was? <laughs> we'll bring this movie up forever. The buddy games. <laughs> We will forever bring up that stupid yeah. trailer. So, I would watch a hundred bad rom-coms before I watch the Buddy Games once. Uh, leave it alone, Buddy Games. Uh, so, yeah, so this this exists. I mean, if you're into rom-coms and you want some uh, um, in-lesbians movie, this is for you. Good cast. I would say if you like rom-coms, this one's probably actually good. Uh, it, is a, it is a stacked cast. There's no doubt about that. Next trailer we have here is The Mess You Leave Behind. Yeah, so this is a, a Spanish movie with uh, a bunch of Spanish actors. I thought I saw Penelope Cruz, but then I didn't see her name at the end of the trailer when it said all the people's names. Was that not Penelope Cruz? I, I didn't think it was. Uh, th- so this movie is about this really bad school, and uh, they just allow these kids to run the school, essentially. Uh, I mean, th- th- this features a student choking a teacher, uh, a student pointing a gun, I think, at a teacher, and in like some kind of outdoor uh, hot spring, it looked like. It's very strange. Yeah, I don't. I was watching this, and I was like, I don't know much about Spain. Like, maybe this is how things roll over. I, I I know very little. It wasn't Penelope Cruz. It was... I don't know how to pronounce her name correctly. So it was I-N-M-A-C-U-E-S-T-A. I, I don't know this actress. She looks like Penelope Cruz, in my opinion. Yeah, is this Spanish? Is it... It was in Spain? It seemed like it was Spain to me. It was definitely in Spanish. Everyone looked Spanish to me, like from Spain. I don't... This looks stressful. I don't need this. Yeah, I, I was too concerned about what was going on in Spain. I was like, what is what is the deal with this? What kind of, what kind of school is this? Who, who <laughs> is running this thing? What are they uh, doing over there in Spain? Spain, they, they have uh, the kids run the schools, apparently. Uh, all right, so the next trailer we have here is Black Beauty. This is Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so this is a remake of the classic horse girl movie, Black Beauty. Uh, the, the dude in this movie is Jorah Mormont from game of thrones and he is doing an american accent in this movie and i can only assume that he went to liam neeson's school of american accentry because he sounds just like how liam neeson sounds which is still very much irish but just gravelier i will find your horse and i will kill the horse liam neeson's like i'm going with my american family to an american baseball game this is where we will sit through all nine innings and we will order hot dogs because we are Americans. You know, it's like you just get gruffer and growlier and that makes you American. Yeah. You know, a lot of people focus on the horse in this trailer, but I was focused on that Aston Martin that pulled up to that ranch. Uh, that was, this, this trailer needed more Aston Martin. I did notice that as well. I was wondering what James Bond was doing in this movie since <laughs> he's the only person that can do that. 
but the thing that that I noticed the most was right at the end, it said, and featuring Kate Winslet as the voice of Beauty, and it did not look like a talking animal movie, but it implied that there was at least a sequence where the horse speaks and is Kate Winslet. Are you telling me that this trailer lied about what it was, and it's actually an animal talking movie? <laughs> That's right. I put this on here specifically to track you into talking about a talking animal movie that you might not have noticed was a talking animal movie because they hid it in the fine print. I feel sullied. I do feel you, like... Do your daughters like horses? They they do. Uh, one of I my, hope my, you have to watch this. <laughs> I'm not going to watch. This is... Listen, I don't connect with movies like this. I don't connect with horses. I, I'm not like... I don't hate horses, but it also I don't care. I don't care if I never ride a horse. I do not care. You're not a horse girl. I'm not the target demo. <laughs> One of my da- my oldest daughter's favorite show is that uh, that Canadian ranch movie or uh, show. I can't even I can't even think of it. It's it's real cheesy. The show is called Heartland. Anne of Green Gables. No, it's like it's like <laughs> I don't know. Cur- it's like on. It's like currently going. Letterkenny. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the Canadian show I watch. Hard no, hard no, uh, hard no. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't care about this. Uh, I'm sure my kids will watch it multiple times. I hope they make you, and I hope that horse talks, and I hope it sounds like Kate Winslet. You, I will leave the room. I will leave the room. Uh, next trailer we have here is Animals. Ironically, not featuring speaking animals. I thought you were gonna double double hit me there. No, this is a fade. I'm here to. I'm mix, I'm mixing things up. It's like boxing. I throw a, a fade at you, and then I hit you with an uppercut starring Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah. So this animals movie is uh is about a rider. Um, yeah, this doesn't look good to me, but it's like this young woman who's a writer, and I feel like if you write a movie about a writer, you got to be a real confident writer. To write yeah, you that. have to you have to be Charlie Kaufman to do that and write adaptation. Yeah, this is uh, it, is this about a girl that moves to the suburbs and is like struggling with being a young person in the suburbs or something? It had some sort of suburban punk element to it in in England. You know, I don't I. I don't know what it's about. It had a really indeterminate tone because at the beginning it seemed like it was a, like a sort of like a dark punk comedy movie, and then all of a sudden it started to get heavy, and there was like it was like is this some sort of heavy realistic movie? And then it switched gears again, and it I don't know. Uh, it has maybe from Arrested Development in it. Yeah, she's like this weird American out of place in there. The, the, you know, I don't. I just don't want to watch a movie where a young person questions like where they're living and how and what they're writing about or it just it just it's not interesting to me. I should also know what the movie's about by the time I finish the trailer. And this one I I'm pretty sure it's just about being in Britain. There's so so many movies on this list I just I don't connect at all with and I'm just really not the target demo. This is yeah, this is a Dregslands episode here. Uh you know, here in 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 fourth quarter 2020, with nine to ten months of COVID under our belt, we we're running out of things, and we're getting your Disney Plus movies that they've shelved, 
the stuff that we talk I'm I'm rena- if you're interested I'm renaming the episodes 1 through 14 that we'd never came up with episode titles for. So if you're someone who enjoys the episode titles, you can go back and I'm slowly naming them so you can look at the names and and maybe laugh at the name. I don't know. But uh, so in doing that, I'm re-listening to them to get the names. So I listened to episode 2 and we did When We Go and Get in episode 2. And literally every single one that we talked about was a movie that still has not come out because it's been delayed because of coronavirus. Wow. COVID, COVID is not the MVP. No, it is not. And neither is Animals. No, it's not. Let's talk about this next trailer here, Super Intelligence. Yeah, so this is a Melissa McCarthy comedy movie uh, with James Corden as the voice of an AI that is appear, appears to be sort of trying to take over the world in a sort of lackadaisical manner. And... Uh, it reminded me of the Simpsons episode where they got the the Smart House, which is uh, like based on that Disney movie, which I think was called Smart House, or that X Files episode. But uh, the Simpsons Halloween episode where the the house AI was Pierce Brosnan and it was trying to kill Homer because it fell in love with Marge. So that reminded me of that. It reminded me of a mix between that movie Her. Mm-hmm. And Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. I never saw Eagle Eye, but I definitely see the her angle, which is the same as sort of the Pierce Brosnan robot falling in love with Marge angle. Yeah. Uh, her was a Spike Jones movie and was pretty unique for being in a genre that's been done a lot. This one seems pretty standard, but I I agree with you. There was one part in this trailer where I I, I laughed out loud at it. Yeah, so there's this part where she's sitting on a beanbag in like an interview, and she's just falling off of it, and uh, it's it's like very British physical comedy, and it I, I laughed out loud. It was funny. I like physical comedy. I'm a I'm a big Three Stooges nerd. I have a lot of Three Stooges. I think I have every single episode with Curly in them because those are the best. It's like inarguably that Curly's the best. Uh, you enjoyed also Mr. Bean. I don't know Mr. Bean so much. I I I'm more of a Stooges guy, and I like the Marx Brothers. Okay, just check out Mr. Bean. There's not that many episodes, although everybody thinks it lasted like eight seasons, but there's only like six episodes or something. Yeah, England doesn't do long seasons no. or long run times. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, so that's coming out, I guess. Uh, then we have a trailer for Wild Mountain Time. Yeah, so this is a movie set in Ireland starring Emily Blunt, but the most interesting and fun thing to me was that this movie stars also Christopher Walken, and he's doing an Irish accent. What? Have you ever seen Christopher Walken do an accent or a different voice in your entire life? I I can't say that I have. Yeah, how does he even do it? Like, can you even try and do do an impression of Christopher Walken in an Irish brogue? Like, I, I can't I even can't. do it. No, it's very subtle too. The way he does it's very subtle. Yeah, so that was that was mind blowing. Uh, Emily Blunt is in this, and it looks like she sings at some point. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if she's if she sings. I I haven't seen the Mary Poppins movie she's in yet. She hurt so the her voice in Mary Poppins sounds just like Queen Elizabeth in the Crown. They like have the exact same accent and like tonality and everything. Hmm. Very similar. I'm still crushing on Blunt, man. She looks stunning in this. Oh, yeah. She's great. 
You're going to have to uh, fight John Krasinski for it. Oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> There's also, this features an Irish farmhouse with like vines growing up, like the white wall, just that flat white front. I love houses like that. Yeah, this movie had a nice, well, everything in Ireland is cool looking. So like, I bet the scenery in this is great. Uh, Emily Blunt is great. Christopher Walken doing an accent is great. I It kind of seemed a little boring plot wise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It looks real boring. <laughs> real boring, but real pretty. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was my takeaway. A, a pretty but boring movie. Yeah, I think I saw some people complaining about her accent, her Irish accent too, but it seemed alright to me. Who cares? It's, it's Emily Blunt. She's got the chops. Come on, she's a great actress. Everyone complains about accents. It's just, come on, forget about it. Everyone's accent is fine. Eh, forget about it. Uh, the next trailer we have here is Breach, and guess who made this movie? Saban! Saban! Oh, so this is our weekly Saban movie. It is. Uh, this is a space movie. This is... Is this the Bruce Willis movie where they have the exosuits? Are we still waiting for that? Is that a different sci-fi movie with That's Bruce a Willis? different movie. This is a different one that they made in between the trailer for that one coming out and now... Because uh, I, I assume Saban movies only take four to five days of filming. Yeah. Look, doesn't with Bruce Willis now he cares so little that I'm pretty sure you're only getting one take out of him and he, like you'll be like oh, yeah. trying to get him to do another one and he's at craft services you know getting a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. It just probably says nah. You know, we're gonna do this one more time. Nah. He probably nah. just says nah. You paid yeah. for one take. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So that Tom Jane is in this movie. Uh, and he does this like speech almost in the beginning of this trailer, and like his delivery, I'm going. Uh, did you go? Did you go to the Marky Mark School of the Happening for the the delivery that you gave here? It's it's so weird. For the next six months, we will blaze across space and time. I believe Tom Jane has gone insane over the past decade. I listened to uh, an interview with him on a podcast called The King Cast, which is about Stephen King adaptations, because he's in The Mist. And uh, so he, it, during the podcast, he, he's apparently dating Anne Heche, who is in the background, like, randomly talking to him throughout the interview. He doesn't believe in wearing shoes. Uh, some of the stuff he was saying was just complete nonsense. He sounded completely insane. Like totally nuts. Okay, let me let me ask you this: Who has gone more insane? Is it Tom Jane or Terrence Howard? <sighs> That's a good question. Uh, I think maybe Tom Jane started a little more insane than Terrence Howard started. So I think uh, Terrence Howard's slide into madness has been deeper. Okay. Uh, whereas Tom Jane had to wade slowly into a pool he was already in. Into madness, the pool of madness. Yes, the madness took him. The madness took him like took many others before him. Are my methods unsound? <laughs> I, was, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it played in my head. Are my methods unsound? You knew I was going to say it. Uh, so yeah, so this this does not this does not look good. This looks like Twenty Eight Days Later in space with a little bit of Dead Space. That video game. That's what it looked like. Yeah. But not as good as either one of those things. Oh, no. not, not as, Yeah, definitely not. No. Uh, no thanks, Saban. Uh, again, we say no to Saban. Saban like again, we, we say free Bruce Willis. 
give Bruce Willis something that he actually wants to be in. Yeah, stop making him do... He doesn't want to be in your action movie. He's done with that. Let him be in Wes Anderson movies. That's all he likes. <laughs> we need to get Bruce Willis on the podcast and interview him and say, Brucey baby, is it true that you just want to be in Wes Anderson films? I want to be like, are they making you do this? Like, do you need help? I will help you, Bruce Willis. You want to play your guitar? You want to play your little band, Bruno? You want to put out some CDs? Remember when Bruce Willis played himself in one of the Oceans movies? Yep. I, I That's the only thing I remember from that particular Oceans movie. <laughs> he, he did it. Uh, all right, so this next trailer we have here is... Oh, gosh. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, I put this on the list. <laughs> I was... I was very surprised because I had skipped this one. I was like, no. And then uh, I saw it had manifested on the outline and I said, oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, we're going to do this, huh? Well, you know, I was thinking about like my wife watches these these kinds of movies. I know our friend Missy loves these kind of movies. Um, And uh, so I had to put this on here. So it is The Princess Switch 2, colon, switched again. (laughs) Yeah, this just made every time I see a movie title like that, it makes me think of Hot Fuzz, where Nick Frost picks up the DVD and goes, "Super Cop, meet the cop who can't be stopped." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, uh, guys, this is this movie. I I cannot express to you how much I hate this. Uh, this is not just Cringeville. This is Cringe County. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the the story of this film. Okay, so, let's break it down. So Vanessa Hudgens, and if it if it wasn't Vanessa Hudgens, it still was Vanessa Hudgens. Like I'm not looking to see if it was. It was her. Oh, and it's if it Vanessa wasn't, Hudgens. it was still her. Yep. Uh, so Vanessa Hudgens is playing like a British Vanessa Hudgens and an American Vanessa Hudgens, and they they switch. And that this isn't the first time they've done this. No, this is the Princess Switch Two Switch Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> so having switched previously they decide to switch again to which it is remarked that it is even better this time and they have to do it to to trick a gentleman into being in love with the one vanessa hudgens ah yes tricking an individual to love you great plan it usually works Ah, so here, here's the pitch. You've seen the movie The Parent Trap, right? Well, we made a movie that's kind of like that, but it's a rom-com, right? And so we made that movie. Uh, but now we want to make it again. People <laughs> people watch the first one, uh, you know, against all odds. So we're going to make a second one here, and uh, we're going to do some more switches. Hey, but here's the, here's the secret sauce, okay? We're going to add a third version of Vanessa Hudgens and she's gonna play all three yeah so coming in hot at the end a third Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> it's it's uh truly it's truly unreal and so this third Vanessa Hudgens is like some sort of rock star or uh some poorly played character that she's she uh play I don't know this it, it's just I hate this. I mean, I, I, if, I, I don't even want to hate watch this. I think that this movie has Oscar potential in that uh, someone named Oscar might watch it. <laughs> this is a Razzie. Yeah, this is, this is, you know, this is inoffensive to me. Like, uh, this doesn't hurt. I'm not angry that this exists like I am with, let's say, oh, uh, uh, buddy games. The Buddy Games. 
this this doesn't affect me in any way. And people that people that I know will in, will enjoy this and have fun. So oh, I, I can guarantee you, my wife is going to have an Instagram story that'll be like, I mean, probably thirty or forty slides or whatever as she is like watching this movie so there will be like a live instagram story for this oh 100 percent. i mean vanessa hudgens is like one degree away from zach efron so you know that she'll have to cover this indubitably so then we have a trailer for ip man kung fu master yeah so this is the fifth ip man movie and the uh i've seen the first two ip man movies and they're both awesome so Donnie Yen is in those, and he's the coolest, as as we all know. Yes, he, Donnie Yen is not in this one. No, this was not him. I was uh, surprised because he was in he was in the first four. So uh, I haven't seen three and four, but the the first It Man is is one of the coolest kung fu movies. I have not seen it. I probably should watch it. Real good. Uh, this movie does appear to have a little bit of wire foo, which I am super into. The more wire foo, the better. I just like all of these. I like kung fu movies because they're just masterworks of choreography. So you watch these things, and it's just I can't even I can't even perceive how much work it is to be able to do this without hurting you. It's like stunt showcases. Like I like I like a good stunt person. You know, like Lauren Mary Kim and uh, Amy Johnston are are two of my favorite stunt stunt persons. And uh, I like to just go on YouTube and watch the reels that they make. Like Lauren Mary Kim on YouTube right now is doing this little series where she's fighting her way through all of the different uh, martial arts styles that she's learned. And it's just like these big choreographed things that she's doing with all these other stunt people. And uh, the episode that she just put out, she fought Amy Johnston with like Wushu and it was awesome. I actually really want to see that. I will link it to you. I will. I would appreciate that. I really want to see that. Do you remember that there was a Jackie Chan movie uh, way back when where he fought with a ladder? Yeah, yeah. They did that on uh, Stunt People React on Corridor Digital. They were talking about that scene with uh, a guy who did similar stunts. But yeah, so they were talking about how how the scene where he jumps through the holes in the ladder, how insane of a stunt that was and how it was real. And how, like he hurt himself a bunch of times doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's incredible work back in the day, man. So this will have a lot of cool stunts, uh, probably worth watching maybe to see the stunts and the choreography. Uh, next trailer we have here is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Yeah. So I usually don't care about reunion shows or anything like that, where it's just like them talking about the show, but Fresh Prince was such a good show that watching this hit me with all that nostalgia. Yeah. I actually, I was watching this and I was like, man, I just want to be friends with Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, yeah. who plays Carlton. He just looks like, just like a like a fun, happy guy, like just easy to talk to probably. But I think it'll, I think this will be interesting to hear, just hear them reminisce. I would like to hear it. I, it's sad that James Avery has passed away and, and won't be able to be on it. Uh, yeah. One of the greatest father figures in the history of television, Uncle Phil. Oh, man, Uncle Phil is great. Uh, they mm-hmm. also have a lot of like backstage footage or like you know just behind the scenes type footage from back in the day that looks really interesting. Yeah, this is this is way more appealing to me than uh, Saved by the Bell reboots. <laughs> oh yeah, oh for sure, for sure. Y'all are waiting for it. I ain't gonna say it. I'm not gonna overdo it. Yeah, Fresh Prince was great, man. Uh, so that's I don't know. That's is that Hulu? I think maybe. 
Uh, HBO Max, I think. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, all right, so then we have a trailer for Safety. Yeah, this is a football movie on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this uh, this features Clemson College um, and a guy who looks like he's 30 years old who's playing a college football all of player. The, all of the college football players in this movie looked like they were in, like, in their third NFL year. Yes. So, um, th- you know, this looks real serious. All sports movies are so melodramatic. There's so, like... Okay, let's look at, at sports movies. Have you ever seen the movie of Friday Night Lights? I have not. Okay, I saw that uh, when I, I played football in high school. And so one of the things, like, the football team went to see that movie when it came out. And it was so cheesy and, like, how seriously they took everything. First of all, every hit in the movie was harder than any Ray Lewis hit in the history of the NFL. And every single thing was so melodramatic, and it's like, it's high school football, and they're taking it so seriously, I can't deal with it. It's so f- absurd to me, you know? Like, it's a, you're playing a game. <laughs> There's a line from the Friday Night Lights show where one of the dads, or he's a coach or a dad, unironically says, well, football is life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, no, it's not, actually. No. It's a, it's a game. It's a game with a ball that you play. Yeah, it's a game with a ball. I mean, I look, I love watching a live football game as much as any other person, but it, 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 at the end of the day, it's just a game. Yeah, I'll, I've been to many, many Packer games like at Lambeau. I've been there a lot. I've watched, I've watched hundreds and hundreds of them. You may not look at you, you, you hear me saying this, and it surprises you probably, but it's, I've been to a lot of them, and it's fun. But I like, love live sporting events. Love them. Yeah, it's fun. If you, uh, but if your team loses and then you're mad and mean to everyone for a week, it, come on, come on. Yeah. Come on. Like after the game, just like go get ice cream, you know, like, yeah. chill out. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and there's I, some people in the world that just can't accept the fact when they lose something, sometimes someone loses something and they can't admit that they lost, even though everyone knows that they lost and you know, that's how they react. And that's I'm talking only about football. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know games are supposed to be fun. Yeah, don't well, don't don't make thirty. Like if you're gonna watch a football movie on Disney Plus, watch Remember the Titans. That's a good one. Attitude reflect leadership. That movie has Donald Faison and Ryan Gosling in it. It's one of the one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, you know I love me some Denzel too. So. Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> it goes without saying. Oh, of course. Uh, last trailer, the dozenth trailer that we have here, is a, a movie called Modern Persuasion. This movie trailer seems like a fake SNL movie trailer for a fake movie. That is a 1,000% accurate description. It has about the camera quality of, of a TV camera that SNL would use, so it looks like it's on SNL, like one of the shorts, and the... the the narration of, of it sounded like SNL. Like I was waiting for like A.D. Bryant to pop up and be like <laughs> falling over something or you know Vanessa yeah. Bayer, but it was all it wasn't. None of them showed up. It, it's real bad. It's it, not only is it low budge, uh, but it's bore. It looks boring too. So you have like those two big old strikes against you. Do you remember when Scarlett Johansson hosted SNL uh, in 2015? And they made that Age of Ultron trailer parody that was uh, 
it was like that mixed with that Age of Adeline or whatever that movie was that also came out in 2015. And it was like Black Widow, Age of Me. And it was Black Widow and she was wearing a pink sweater, but she was wearing the Black Widow suit and she was like dating Ultron. This what this was. It was that. It was literally that. It had the same feel. There, yeah, th- it absolutely did. This, this, the only takeaway I had, other than it being like boring looking, is the character. The main character has red hair and it's real nice looking. Not quite uh, Amy Pons. Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Not quite Karen Gillan level, but still nice. Uh, hair. Yeah, nobody can match Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan's hair. When she's in Doctor Who, man, it's like mesmerizing. I know I've said that before, but like, you can't take your eyes off her hair. Yeah, I, oh, I met her in real life, and it's it's like that in real life too. Is it? Oh gosh, yeah. she's like a, a glowing, just being of pure energy. And I, I I just walked up and got a picture with her and walked away, and I was like, whoa, too, that's too much car for me. Welcome to the Karen's Hair Podcast. Yeah, Karen's hair is pretty much perfect uh good job karen good job growing that hair (laughs) and then she cut it off to be nebula and grew it back and it was still perfect well of course uh genetics are the same uh pretzels is the same what is this segment pretzels are the same all dinosaurs is penguins all dinosaurs is penguins guys uh let's get let's go let's let's talk about some uh some trailer mailers you've got mail all right yeah we had some some good we had a lot of engagement on this past week's questions times answer which was fun we we really did and and let me remind you of last week's question which was if you could vote for a fictional character to be president of the united states of america uh, and then it would actually become reality who would you vote for and why so my friend Brad texted me, and uh, folks may know Brad from the Seeing Double podcast. Uh, he texted me that Captain America would be his choice for president, and it hit me in the head like, why didn't I think of that? Why That's didn't I think of that? Answer. Perfect answer. Like, it's perfect. I love Cap. So I, I 100% stand by that, Brad. That's a great answer. Yep. I, I wonder who would be his vice president. Maybe Sam. Uh, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes, the, the Soviet <laughs> assassin. <laughs> Yeah, it may not work out too well. No. Uh, so Mark said, I mean, the obvious answer is Josiah Bartlett, of course, but Jean-Luc Picard would have my vote, and also a perfect answer. It is, yeah. So uh, Bartlett is from the West Wing, if people don't know. That's uh, Martin Sheen's character. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's an iconic president. It's almost He's been the president for for so long that it's almost like he was a real one. Uh, and Picard, you know, I, I never watched a lot of Star Trek Next Gen, so I don't know as much about Picard as as maybe some people who are deep Star Trek fans know. But I know his reputation, and just through that alone, he's a good leader. The man's a good leader. I'd say go back and watch some of those uh, Next Generation episodes so that you're able to engage. I want to watch Picard because Jerry Ryan's in it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Steph said, uh, Steph, uh, who has not appeared in the questions time, answers for some time. Uh, she says, even if you hadn't posted the photo, I would have chosen Leslie Nope. Laura Roslin and Leia Organa are also who I would choose to rule the galaxy. So if you don't know, Laura Roslin is the president from Battlestar Galactica. 
Very nice. Uh, Robo said Leia Organa would be my choice, though to me, she's royalty. Nice poll there. Yep. She always had the best of the people at heart, but she had no problem picking up a blaster and taking out some space Nazis. Did you think that that Max von Sydow's character was going to come back up in some capacity in the Star Wars sequels? Like, I don't know who he was. I'm just realizing this right now. He he said that Leia was royalty and then he was murdered. Who was that guy? I thought it was just a rando. Was he? It was Max von Sydow, though. That's like... He's kind of a big name to be... I mean, I guess it could be just like a cameo. I think it... I think it was. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, Leia, obviously a great answer. Um, also in the Blues Brothers, she shoots a rocket-propelled grenade at John Belushi, so, you know, she's she's good with all kinds of weaponry, space or earth-based. Uh, Missy said, since Leslie, Leia, and Laura are already covered, I'll vote for President Merkin Muffley. He's not the best, but he does stay very calm and tries to save as many people as he can. Also, he's called, or also he's best when he calls the USSR. I'm going to try and do the Peter Sellers Merkin Muffley. This is the president from uh, Dr. Strangelove. So I'm going to try and do his voice. I, I, it's going to be bad. I'm sorry. So she put a quote here. Of course I'd like to say hello. Not now, but anytime, Dimitri. I'm just calling up to tell you something terrible has happened. So that's my best impression of Merkin Muffley, uh, the president from Dr. Strangelove. And there you have it. Jay said, I would say Captain Jean-Luc Picard, but I think we've had enough of old white men being in charge. <laughs> Hello. I'd l- I would have to go along with Leslie Nope as well. This is a pretty decisive victory. It looks like the president, Nope Picard, is going to be on, on people's... <laughs> that'll be the sign on people's lawns from this episode. <laughs> nope Picard. Uh, and Kevin said, and this was in person because I saw him the other day, he said Kodos because if anything went wrong, he could say, don't blame me, I voted for Kodos. Who's Kodos? Uh, from The Simpsons, the alien. You, oh. you don't know The Simpsons enough, Ben. You gotta, you gotta get on my, my brain waves here. Get on, get it, I need to get in that mind palace. Yeah, in the uh, Halloween episode where Kodos and Kang, the aliens, replaced Bill Clinton and Bob Dole, and uh, they said the great the great political satire line of, it doesn't matter which one of us you vote for, your species is doomed, doomed. <laughs> and then at the end, they're all enslaved, and, and Homer says, don't blame me, I voted for Kodos. <laughs> then he gets whipped. <laughs> so I think in that scenario, Kevin votes for Kodos, but Kang still wins. So how would you answer this week's The Questions Times, folks? Tell us, uh, write into us, or leave us a voicemail. I mean, you can't really leave us a voicemail, but how can they get in touch with us? Well, they, since the question this week is about cell phones, you could use your cell phone to email us on your email app, where you would email trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you could open up your Instagram app and follow us at Trailer Blazers Podcast and comment on the post that I put, which will likely have some sort of picture of a phone. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers. Um, I don't really post anything on there, but it's possible my Twitter engagement may start to go up because the reason that I have not used Twitter for the past four years has been fired. And... uh, 
So we'll see if I start using Twitter a little more. And uh, if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction, which is a line that I took from another podcast a long time ago. And I don't remember which one it was. It was probably Friendly Fire. And uh, if you also listen to Friendly Fire and want to leave us a five-star review, uh, I'm going to send you over to my friend Quick Mickey, and he's going to let you know how. Well, this is Quick Mickey on the scene. And if you go on there and deliver us a five-star rating, I'm going to take you to the Quick Mickey School of Fighting Choreographer. So what we're going to do is that Quick Mickey's going to show you the thing or two about swinging. Swinging in the fisticuffs, okay? Quinzels, Kung Fu Master, and uh, Filipino stick fighting, all manner of things. And Quick Mickey's pretty skilled uh, in various techniques. And uh, so when you come on down to the uh, Quick Mickey School of Choreographer and uh, fighting, you will be a master. And, uh, You'll be able to not only be in movie films fighting, but in, when you hit the streets, buddy, you're not going to be intimidated by nobody. And that's the tip. Illuminating as always, Quick Miggy. Thank you for the tip. And uh, for Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I went to the Liam Neeson School of American Accentry. Happy trousers. And I'm Ben Moon, or one of three Ben Moons, who has been switched and then switched again. Happy trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo game. Yo games. <laughs> One quarter portion of the show, uh, folks. Um, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this portion of the show is a doo doo gum drop. <laughs> yeah, because the new new trailers were so good this week. Uh, it's, this whole episode's a doo doo gumdrop. Uh, there's a little bit of industry news, a little bit of new new trailers, but really nothing to talk about. But I, what I, the bulk of this is, I want to talk about a game I've been playing called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've never heard of that. What what is it? This is a video game um, that I bought on day one. Uh, this is a Ubisoft game in the Assassin's Creed series. You play as a Viking. I got this on Stadia, so let me talk. Let me talk okay. to you about this. So I bought it on Stadia. I had a little bit of Google credit, so it only cost me like forty-five bucks. Kind of nice. Um, I don't have my Stadia like monthly subscription going, and so this game is not in four K when I'm playing it right now. It's in like ten eighty p or something. Hmm. So it does not look all that great on my TV. I've heard uh, from some people, my friend Adam has been playing this too, and he said that the scenery looks great, but that the people look a little dated, like the character models. Yes. Not only do, he's exactly right, first of all, not only do the character models look dated, but the the mocap or the, the character actions look 
they, they do not look good. So let me let me explain what I mean. When you have an axe and you're swinging your axe just in the beginning of the game, it looks cartoonish. Like it's almost like Fortnite or just something totally cartoony. It's, it doesn't look realistic. It's like super exaggerated. The motions are super exaggerated. Go watch YouTube videos. It just and it just doesn't feel like at least where I'm playing now. I mean, I, I think it gets better as you level up your abilities and stuff. But like when you first start out, it's like you don't even feel like you're hitting guys. You feel like you're swinging through guys. Um, and so like when you first turn it on, you're like, Jesus, is this a new game or is this an Xbox 360 game that got upresed? Because it feels like from yesteryear. Us. Yeah, that's how I've kind of always felt about Assassin's Creed games. Like, they built the first one, and then they had the, they sort of had the, the thing there, and they just reskinned it a bunch, you know. So obviously, there's been updates since the first one, but I've never, I've never connected with it as a series. Well, I'll say, you know, Odyssey is one of my favorite games of this past generation. I mean, I, I loved odyssey i i love odyssey i think it's just such a great game and it's uh and so when you when you go from such a wonderful game like odyssey to this it feels like it's weird to feel like you're taking a step back but it does feel that way uh and Mm -hmm. also the the accents in this game are all over the place the and you really did it really did sound like everybody was from Greece in Odyssey. In this game, you're like, is this a British person trying to do a Scandinavian accent? Is this an actual Scandinavian person? Is this person even trying? It's all over the place. I'm not really surprised. This is sort of what I expected from it. Like I, I don't have a lot of faith in in the franchise, so I've I've been kind of you know meh about this from the beginning. So I'm not super surprised, but like. You'd think they would try a little harder because it comes out right at the launch of a console. So I thought they would sort of maybe put more energy into making it look good. Yeah, um, I'll, I'm gonna keep. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna keep playing this, um, even though you know it's clunky and buggy. But I would say if you're on the fence about this, just wait till like the first couple patches come out, because mm-hmm. then it'll probably fix a lot of these problems. Uh, so, but if, I mean, if you're an Assassin's Creed fan and you just, you want to play it, if you wanted to play it as much as I do, yeah, I'd say go ahead and get it. I mean, whatever. I know when, uh, when we were talking about trailers for the PlayStation 5, we, we had talked about the Demon Souls trailers a couple times because we were like, uh, oh, it's a Souls game. This doesn't really appeal to us. Uh, my friend Adam uh, has been loving that game. So if you love the Souls games, like if you, if you're a person who likes Souls, I guess that one has a lot of the stuff that that he wanted from it uh he put it he's he's sort of like rejuvenating his youtube presence so if you want to if you want to see a, a review of of uh demon souls from someone who's actually knowledgeable about it and cares about those kind of games unlike ben and i who it's just not our type of game i'd say check out gilby ranger on youtube and and adam does pretty good coverage of that game which the graphics are are really great and and if you like Souls games, that's probably a good one for you, it turns out. Uh, sweet. That's great. Yep. And, uh, Nick, what did, what did you play? So, I played... the. There's a game on Steam that's an online multiplayer game called Phasmophobia. And it's a game where you're a paranormal investigator with a group of four paranormal investigators. And there's, like, a haunted 
house or something and you have to figure out what kind of ghost it is in the house from these clues that you get and these tools that you use and uh, you have to get out safely after figuring out what it was and I played this with uh, my cousin her husband and hi Derek he listens now uh, <laughs> and our friend Squeege and uh, this was really really fun so I Obviously, I was new to it, and they've been playing a bunch, so they were the ones who were good at it. And uh, so they, I, they they kind of brought me around, like, how you'd, like, bring around someone, you know, like a... Like, you'd bring around, like, a, a kid relative and be like, yeah, this is my, my kid brother, just be nice to him. <laughs> so they, I was just, like, carrying a flashlight, and I had, like, a temperature reader thing, because you have to find the room that the ghost is in. So we did, like, four or five matches, and... The very first one we did, we were in like this old cabin in the woods and I went up the stairs and we couldn't find the ghost, we couldn't get it to come out. So I went in the in this bathroom and I closed the door and I, so I was in there by myself and I said the ghost's name because it uses voice recognition software in the game. So I said his name because it gives you his name and all of a sudden the door locked, my flashlight started sputtering. So I'm like, oh no. And so I turned and, and there's a bathtub with like a shower curtain down. And as the light flickers, there's the shape of a man, like a, like a monster type thing behind the shower curtain, like moving out of the shower curtain as the lights flicker on and off. And I was just like in my, in my office here, like screaming and hitting the, the button to unlock the door. And I was trying to, cause you can only, you you have to use the in-game chat system, not discord because it's part of the game mechanic. So I'm trying to hit the the button to use the chat thing for them to open the door and let me out because I can't get out and this thing is coming at me. So I'm just like, let me out, let me out, let me out, hitting buttons. Oh, it was so fun. So, yeah, that was really a good time. What did you play it on? Is it PC? Yeah, I, I got it on... Uh, Squeege bought it for me on Steam and uh, because they they wanted, wanted me to play with them last weekend, so... Uh, they, I fired it up and downloaded it, and they sort of showed me like what to do, and you you get different equipment, and you each person does a thing, and you split up, and ghosts have different rules for how they act, and you have a journal, and it's it's a really fun game. It's a little janky, but it's I think it's it's in it's in early release, so they're still working on it, but it was really really fun. The game's really fun multiplayer, and there's a little bit of jank. That's okay, I think probably. Yeah, it was. It didn't affect like. The ghosts are, are freaky, and when they appear, you feel re- the real need to get away from them. This seems like it'd be a really fun game in VR. Yeah, it has VR support as well. So my my cousin David plays it as well, and I know that, that they tried to get him to do the VR in it before, but he won't do it. So uh, It does have VR support. So Very yeah, cool. It, it would be probably pretty creepy in VR because it is a scary game. That so- it sounds like it would be. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about some industry news here. The PlayStation Five is giving some people some troubles. Yeah, I saw some of this. Uh, my friend Adam, being one of them, he's going he's going to get a lot of shoutouts in this video game section. He got two PS Fives. Uh, he bought one and a backup, and uh, the one that he bought is a good thing he did because the one he did had some problem with the disc drive, and it was making this really loud sound. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen there's like a download problem or an update problem or something like that going on. And then some people are having this glitch where the storage, something's broken with the storage on it. And it, I mean, it bricks the machine. Yeah, no good. Not good. It's a red ring, three red ring uh, problem all over again, almost. I uh, failed multiple times to get a PlayStation 5, so... So far, I'm I'm safe from these troubles because I I'm not allowed to have one. <laughs> uh, you know, I still have my launch PS4 still running. I mean, it's a jet engine, but it still runs. Yeah, same with my Xbox One Day One Edition, and the the PS4 we have is an early one. Don't you think they do a lot of stress tests though, especially regarding like heat and? I've never had a problem with a console. Like none of my consoles. I oh, no, that's not true. Uh, I my PS3, my first PS3 died when I was halfway through the first Last of Us, and I had to run to my cousin John's, borrow his PS3, tear apart my PlayStation to get the disc out because it literally died, and I had to get the disc out to finish it because I was so into that game. So that's the only time I've had a console die, but uh, yeah, so I've never had like a launch day problem. I had I had three red rings on a on a three sixty back in the day, just like everybody I've else. I've seen I've I've seen that happen, but it didn't happen to mine. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll have these problems worked out. How many people have a system? Is what I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. The only person I know who has one is my friend Adam and my friend Eric. <laughs> this happened to my buddy Eric. <laughs> Greatest review of all time. Yep. The uh, so a lot of people are playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They have more day. They had more day one players than Odyssey. Actually, people be Vikings. People be Vikings. I think. I think a lot of this game's success is coming from the popularity and goodness of Odyssey. I think a lot of it's also coming with the launch of a new console, and people need things to play on it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, you're right. So a lot of people playing that game on various things. The oh, the also the Ghost of Tsushima is selling like hotcakes, man. That's great because that means they'll make more of them and that was one of my favorite games I've ever played. Yeah, so apparently it's the fastest selling original PS4 exclusive game, uh 5 million copies sold since July. Yeah, that's great. That means they'll make more. That's good. That's good news for me. That's yeah. exactly the kind of RPG that I like. Everything I like about RPGs was in it, and all the stuff that I don't like was not in it. It was perfect. I can't wait to play it. I'm still gonna. It, I'm still gonna play it for sure. So good. Uh, all right. So that's all the news. Let's talk about these. Uh, we have three new new trailers, uh, and they're not really, not even really that new. I mean, they are, but. Uh, there is a the first one you have here is a Forza Four, excuse me, Forza Horizon Four, official trailer for the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. Yeah, I opened this up. I was watching this. I was like, "This is you know, this is Forza. You've seen it. It's cars driving around. Uh, when I drive it, I'm always too far off the track this way, and I overcorrect, and I go off the one over here. It's like the Mario Kart again. Just I'm flying off the Rainbow Road over here." So this is Forza Horizon 4, Return of the Rainbow Road. Yeah, and I tried to steal your voice that you do there, and it didn't work. And that's the theme of the episode. Things that didn't work? Yeah, voices that didn't work. Voices that didn't work. The voice that didn't work. A Forza expansion. 
it's a really different type of game that expansion yeah uh we do have an expansion well it's we say it's an expansion some people are calling this a new game but it is destiny 2 beyond light uh yeah this trailer was weird it was just a guy running around it was like animated it wasn't even like gameplay I must have I might I searched this one instead of using the link you provided so we might have watched different trailers for this. I might have watched a gameplay demo. Well, at any rate, you can actually play this right now. I believe I believe it's out as you're listening to this, folks. Mm-hmm. And people are it's like a they scrapped a lot of the old stuff, I think, and then this is a lot of new stuff uh from what I understand. Yeah, my understanding is that they vaulted the content. We talked about that someone took like the cinematics and, and relevant gameplay for storyline stuff and made like a series out of it so people could catch up that way. So yeah, now we're entering a new era of Destiny 2, and it's beyond light. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play this. Um, I mean, I love Destiny, but there's other things to play. Yeah, I'm. I know that... Uh, that Jay and Wendy and, and Missy will play this. So, yeah. you guys, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, check it out. Let us know how it is. Let us know. Uh, last trailer we have here is a very early trailer. This is a teaser trailer for All Elite Wrestling, also known as AEW. Uh, it's it's All Elite Wrestling The Game. And let me tell you, this is real early. Yeah, so this is just a, a wrestling game. It looked a little cartoony, so it's not one of the like hyper-realistic wwe games where you can make purple men with like really long necks or (laughs) like noodly arms and like shrink the rock's face and scan in your own face stuff like that it's not one of those this is more of a cartoony wrestling game yeah uh i forget there's some company that that's making this that made some other previous wrestling games i believe so they've got a little bit of a pedigree there for for making this type of game uh, this is an example of when you when you show a game too early, though, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, this was it was uh, like this was like the vague idea that a game is being made, but not enough to make me stick around. Yeah, that's 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 that was my takeaway as well. And I was uh, just like, okay, yeah, let's uh, let's take the show away, shall we, Nick? Let's take it away. Uh, for the trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, an example of a man shown too early. Happy Trailsers. Every time J.K. Rowling starts talking, I just start screaming, Armageddon.